Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily Daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is Trax FM, and it's time for Face to Face with your host speaking to today's panelists. Face to Face, exclusively on Trax FM. Welcome to this week's edition of Face to Face, dated January the 13th, 2022. My name is Kong Yu for the segment, and this hour joined by my special guest via the phone lines and also our video lines today, uh, which of course refers to our Facebook Live feed that we are on now, right? Check us out at Facebook Live at Trex FM Official. If you'd like to post a question, for example, if you comment to share with us, that's the best way to actually participate, yeah? In the meantime, if you are listening to us via the radio waves, we're welcome to the segment today. We're talking about being smart now, from what perspective? In terms of financial planning, right? Uh, making sure that uh, on the overall and the general basis that we have done our part to make sure uh, we are as financially secure as possible. But more importantly, these days with the rapid changes and also with the uh, rapid developments into the future, that's something that we need to uh, have a handle on. And also uh, in lieu of a couple of major events in very recent months, right? Floods, for example, uh, the COVID pandemic over the course of the past two plus years, we actually need to be much, much more uh, intelligent when it comes to financial planning, right? So here to share her thoughts with us today, the founder and CEO of the Center for Research, Advisory and Technology, otherwise known as CREATE, Ng Yin Sin is with us. Good morning. Good morning, Kong Good morning, everyone. Good morning to you, and thank you so much for being with us. We appreciate you taking time out, right? Uh, And also sharing with us uh, your thoughts on uh, today's topic and uh, other perspectives as well. Okay, so uh, let's just begin right at the fundamentals, isn't it? How do Mm -hmm. you see in smart financial planning? What constitutes that? Well... It all depends on who we are speaking to and uh, who are our audience. If we speak to a student or a young adult or um, a fresh graduate um, Mm -hmm. after university of, let's say, between one to three years or even one to five years, I would say the life considerations, life events of a young adult or a fresh graduate would be very different from someone who are starting a young family. Right. Um, so, in today's world, mm. most of the time, um, young adults graduate from university at the age of 23 or 22. 
And then I would say, if they are lucky enough to find or to land themselves in an employment, uh, almost immediately, then I would say the first three years of um, going into employment mm. would be the beginning of their life, like real life to be independent. If whatever the first salary that they are drawing um, is sufficient for them to cover their expenses, to be able to live alone in a big city. Mm. And I'm, I'm actually referring this, um, targeting this to urban dwellers, mm. meaning to say um, kids, or I shouldn't use the word kids, um, young adults who come from Kelantan like me, or come from Kedah, come from Sabah, when we want to um, set a footing in a big city like Kuala Lumpur or even Johor or even Penang, like mm. the bigger urban cities in the country, we actually need to reboot our life in many ways. One, uh, we need to take care of housing. Uh, two, we need to take care of transportation. Three, we need to take care of our three meals a day. And I would say that these three are actually the most basic, most basic of um, a life of a human being. Mm. But today, we still have the data commitment the phone line commitment, the mobile and all that. Mm. So just to put things into perspective, basic needs like shelter, transportation, um, food on the table, mm -hmm. communication would be bare minimum. And don't forget, many people have their PTPTN loan to um, pay back to. So after deducting all this, how much left we have from the monthly salary, assuming that you are a salary um, uh, you, you know, you, you work for somebody. Okay. Would, yeah, then, then, then you will then need to decide how much do you want to keep aside as savings. And savings savings means no matter what happens, you're not going to take it out until it is an absolute emergency. Mm. Until you're in a like, real um, hardcore emergency time. Then there could be a certain percentage of your um, balance of take-home pay after you deduct all your basic necessities. How much of it do you want to put into investment? And then there will be two kinds of investment. One would be in uh, one would be a direct investment whereby you pay for something, you invest into something, and then you get a very quick payback. Then you you you, you immediately will see your return of investment. So that's a direct one uh, that we see. The other one would be a passive investment. For example, you you get in yourself into, just for example, yeah, mm. uh, perhaps not so much for the 25 years old. For example, you, you put down, um, a, um, you, you take out a housing loan. You, you, you begin to um, buy a very small unit thinking that after the um, property, could, it could be very, very tiny. After the property uh, belongs to you and, um, and it's ready, then you can um, rent it out. Then that becomes your passive income later. Mm. So that's also a kind of investment. Mm. But for the younger people, like especially the below 35 even or below 30, mm. purchasing their first um, property or their first home mm. could be a form of savings. Mm. Why I'm not using the word investment when you go into property for younger people? Uh, simply because most of the time, I say most of the time, when you put down your um, your first payment for to 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 purchase a property, and then uh, after you deduct your monthly instalment, you may not have extra cash to rent a place to stay. Right. So what you are paying to the bank is yes, you are paying into your your property investment. At the same time, you are also staying in that property. So 
So you can also treat that as an investment slash savings. Mm. So that is like a form of forced saving for you to put aside a certain amount of money every mm. month. Mm. One is to pay for your rent, but actually the property belongs to you. But in the long run, once you, if you manage to have a second property or you know whatever changes in life that you have, then that particular property can be rented out and it becomes your passive income. Mm. So you kind yeah. of pass it, pass it on. Uh, yet you've also put your your own money to good use, like It becomes yes, yeah, able yes. to provide housing for you, yeah. Yes, mm. all these are very basic basic right. um, financial management. I'm not even mm. talking about the risk-taking financial management, financial uh, smart financing, because right. when it comes to risk-taking, everyone has their risk appetite. Um, if you, if somebody thinks that, oh, now the share market is very bad, the, the, the macroeconomics is bad, so then the share market is low, so it's time for you to enter the share market. So you then, you put a large sum of money into, for example, um, one particular stock that you think should worth a certain value, but it's now being undervalued because of all the reasons. Then, yes, you can do it, but of course it is a risk-taking exercise because in the share market, you never know because you are not the one calling the shot. You are not the one controlling the market. Mm. You, you you may not have, you know, lack of a better word, um, a, a, a more intimate in, uh, information about that particular counter that you're going to invest in. So those things will then um, constitute to your decision making. How are you going to invest in the stock market? Should you think that uh, investing in stock market brings you faster and higher returns compared to the very sad fixed deposit that the bank is offering today. Mm. Then, However, uh, you know, yeah. th- 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 there's just so many options. Yeah. So from that perspective, other bank. than this perspective, rather, right, Yinsin? So what are the other options you would say should be considered in making sure that one has stable finances in the stable future, finances? especially uh, especially for the future, yeah? Well, again, depending on who we are talking to, right? Yeah, let's, let's are, move up the demographic. Yeah, let's move up. 35 years old? Yes. Should we do the 35 yes, to 40 years old? Up to, up to it, maybe 45 or 50, yeah. Mm. Okay, 45 to 50, most of the time, I think most of the time, people are at the peak of their career. Okay, mm. when most of the time when you are at the peak of the career, it would also mean that you are, you are drawing the highest salary possible um, of your ability in your life. Okay, let's say in your 40s or 50s. And then, but at the same time, it may also be the time where you have the most commitment of your life. Yep. Because if you have started a family at the age of 30, mm. when you are 45, your child would have been 15 years old, getting ready to university. So how are you, how have you in the last 15 years prepared for their education funds? And of course, I'm targeting this to Asian parents, like like our community, Asian parents who most of the time will consider paying for their child's education if they can afford to. But of course, there are also many instances that um, a couple uh, may have more than one child. They may have like five, they may have four. Then for them to fork out the entire education um, expenses for all the children may be a very tall ask for that couple. So therefore, there are also many families and many students who have taken out the PTPTN loan um, route mm. to uh, take a study loan and they further their studies. And then when they um, graduated, then they will start paying for the next 30 years. So all these are options and um, I would say uh, family um, decisions right, um, for an individual. But I would say for um, adults at the age of 30-something to even 50, mm. there are a lot of ways that you can invest. 
um, of course, when you are uh, more mature in the market, when you know more things, you know more people, you also have better confidence and um, better analytical skills, I would say. And maybe you you know how to um, understand financial papers. So then that would that may make uh, investment in uh, in the share market more viable and. Uh, uh, more logical, I would, say, I would say that. So that's one. Um, you may be flipping properties if you have loads of money. But of course, uh, over the last uh, 8 to 10 years, the government have actually introduced the RPGT. So that makes the speculators for properties um, uh, not as lucrative. Because if you, if you were to sell your properties uh, within five years of purchasing it, then the RPGT that you need to pay to the government may not uh, may not make sense of that, uh, may not make that investment uh, very viable or profitable. So therefore, you will see actually there were less speculators in the property market. So there's like less bubble and the market become less hot because uh, less people would buy and flip, buy and flip, uh, you know, compared to the previous uh, maybe 15 years ago. Okay. So that's one option. Okay. For people, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. What is your opinion overall, right? Because, uh, you know, the, the key topic being smart financial planning, especially for the future, right? So this whole mm-hmm. context of this, should people have typically, of course, we talk about the, the, the standard employee, they'll be relying on the, the employee's provident fund, right, EPF, right, for mm-hmm. post-retirement and so on. What is your uh, opinion on this whole classical way of ensuring that there's enough savings to sustain a person during retirement is that something that is still very much so needed or are are there any other ways to actually in a way say uh, sustain life uh, for a person post 50s and maybe 60s into old age I would say um, from a personal perspective from my own personal um, point of view um, I still believe in savings but if we are speaking to somebody, an urban dweller, um, let's say a father of four, a wife not working, if assuming that he's drawing a salary of 5000 or let's say just 6000 right. with a family of four, mm. it is really not easy for this family to sustain. What more to say savings? Because it's going to be mouth, like hand to mouth every day. Mm. You see, assuming that a person makes a salary of 5000 the take home could be, let's say, four thousand after deduction of everything. Let's say just four thousand take home. Okay, how much is the rental? How much is the transportation? Kids going to school. Mm. They have to feed the child. There will be insurance to be paid, more or less. There will be some form of insurance for most of the families in Malaysia today. Um, there may be um, more PTPTN loans to pay off from the past for that particular couple themselves. Um, and they may have to um, also begin to um, to support their elderly parents and family members. So really, making five thousand and a take-home pay of four thousand, that is a take-home pay four thousand in Kuala Lumpur to feed the family of five. It's very very tough. So when we speak to families who are in that bracket. It is very hard to talk to them about smart financing. And it's not fair, I think, to say that, oh, you should manage your finances smarter. I think it's just not fair because mm. when when they are struggling to make ends meet every month, what is savings to them? What is investment to them? When they struggle to buy a laptop or to buy a laptop for the three kids to share. Right. Let's not talk about one laptop so, each or one 
not petty. So in know? other words, actually, what you're saying is that it's not even having enough uh, for sustaining yeah. retirement per se, but it's actually even just having enough that is the challenge. And perhaps yeah. maybe the answer lies in actually diversing, the, in, increasing the income and the revenue. Correct. Right? Increasing income revenue is one thing. Um, I would say smarter consumption patterns. Okay. Smarter. I, I, I think I, I was actually thinking about this um, very hard over the last half a year actually about if a person has no other way to increase their revenue or earnings mm. assuming that assuming that I'm already working full time my, with my ability I'm only able to earn 4000 a month mm. and I'm so hard working I drive a grab after work Mm. Okay, I sleep five hours a day. I have done everything I could to maximize whatever I can make with my two hands and one head and one body. And if I still am not making enough for savings, mm. or it, don't talk about investment when you have no savings, mm. yeah, what am I going to do? I think the only thing to do is to cut back on expenses. Let me give you some example on how expenses can be cut, which we may think is small, is very petty, but if you put the amount together in the long run, it is quite a substantial amount of money. An example, for a guy who smokes, assuming that you smoke, I don't know how many cigarettes, let's say just five ringgit a day. Okay. Per month is 150 ringgit. Okay? Assuming that um, you eat out every day, and assuming that you spend eight ringgit on a plate of mixed rice or chicken rice, eight ringgit. I, I'm going on the very standard, uh, like you know, standard already, eight ringgit. And if you can cut back on the two fifty drinks, like your tetare, your whatever, mm. assuming that it's two fifty, you cut back on that drink because I I cannot ask you not to eat, you see, but I can tell you don't drink because you bring your own water. Right. You cut back on the two fifty a day. You work for 26 days, that is a small amount of money. You times 12 months, that is something that you can see. So cigarettes is one thing. Drinks when you eat out, the beverages. Assuming that you go out with your friends, your colleagues, after a long week, you have a beer or you end up having six beers, you know, six drinks. Maybe you cut back on, you, you still go out with your colleagues because you need to have that kind of social life. Cut back on your consumption because you still go, you still hang out with people, but you don't have to spend 300 ringgit in a night. Okay, so the bottom line is yes. really squeeze the ways, uh, the, the expenses yeah. out, yeah? Um, Correct. Th- then how do you tie this to, to people who classically, re- re- okay, let's say the fast forward into the so-called retirement age, even though mm-hmm. I personally am not an advocate of retirement per se, <laughs> regardless of age, because I, I feel that every category, everybody can still contribute, yeah, even though it's not physical Correct. at an older yes. age, isn't it? So, mm. EPF, well, what's your view towards the the, 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 the the way that we view it, right? Especially for employees, right? Because, you know, that, that's what they normally would rely on post-retirement in terms of life sustenance. Plus, plus, la. you know, hopefully there's a little bit of investment here and there and other side income doing that phase of life well what's your view on the epf overall as a uh, a fallback for retirement or during retirement i i actually um i am a believer of epf actually mm. because you if you look at over the years the um 
the interest, the annual interest that EPF gives to subscribers like you and me, are actually way above what FD gives to us. Mm -hmm. But of course, um, it all has to depend on um, our whoever is the government who will smartly invest the EPF funds and uh, don't issue bonds unnecessarily and take our EPF money to go spin somewhere else. Mm. You know, if our EPF funds are in safe hands, EPF is actually a pretty safe option. And I would say because it is for savings coming from your employers and yourself, you actually get more out of it instead of asking you to put aside 400 ringgit mm. in your, um, you know, in your little kitty at home, maybe you can't do it. And you'll be tempted to spend the 400 this month and then take out another 400 next month to buy a new phone, to, mm. to buy a new motorbike and, mm. you know, things like that. You, you, people tend to do that because when it comes to wants versus needs, want is actually quite a devil uh, in today's society. Because when you see other people have something, yeah. you want to have something. Yeah, it's yeah. a it's a consumerism wall. Like everything is meant for you to part with your money, <laughs> to to be part correct. of the world. <laughs> yes, ironically, yeah. to so part yeah. with your money to be part of the world. Yeah, yeah. correct. I, I like that. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, interesting thought. We're going to go for a very short break, Yin Sin. Right, mm-hmm. and then when we come back, your thoughts on uh, you know uh, using, of course, retirement funds for other reasons <laughs> other than retirement, uh, and so on. Uh, when we proceed with face to face. After this very short breaker, make sure you keep it locked right here on tracks. Face to face, we'll be back right after this. Stay tuned to know more about today's topic exclusively on Tracks FM. Have a stroll down the Tolok Kemang Beach and delight in the botanical treasure of Tanjung Tuan. Port Dixon, Negeri Sembilan, 101.3 Tracks FM. Welcome back to today's uh, edition of Face to Face, 13th January 2022. I'm speaking to the founder and CEO of the Centre for Research, Advisory and Technology, CREATE. Uh, Ms. Ng Yinsin with us talking about smart financial planning, planning for finances throughout uh, one's uh, phases of life. Uh, the EPF being an important tool of for savings for all uh, that's in some f- form of employment in Malaysia and also yeah you see, now touching base on the recent past couple of years with the pandemic and then with the recent couple of months uh, the uh, floods and so on that's again you know it's like a extra whammy coming to destabilize uh, all of us yeah in Malaysia uh, with mm-hmm. the floods and then with the huge losses of property and and in some cases also lives, uh, we are faced with a dilemma of needing funds to recover from these incidences. And uh, with the need also, as you were saying, the adequate funds for uh, one's retirement. Okay, what's what's your thoughts on this uh, overall? Because, you know, there's been the, the ways that people could have uh, tapped into their EPF savings, yeah, uh, for the alleviation of our challenges in the past two plus years. I would say it's not only double whammy, it's triple whammy, Mm. really. um, And I feel very sorry for the flood victims because Mm. really when your house is flooded, a lot of things have to go. Your sofa, your TV, your fridge, your washing machine, a lot of things. And you believe it or not, Mm. yesterday my washing machine died on me. And um, the model that I will, I, I've been using has been discontinued uh, since two years ago. And of right. course, I didn't know, right? Yeah. Because I was happily using it. Suddenly, it died on me. There's no more spare parts. It was a mess. And then I realized that I had to buy a washing machine. Mm. And suddenly, I with like seriously, no reason, I have to spend a couple of thousand. Right. 
And, and I was of, of course very upset. Yeah, this is and this is one just one piece of one. equipment. Yeah, mm. correct. And I was jumping up and down, cursing the brand, you know. And and then I quickly ran to the um, to the shops. And guess what? Sorry, miss, no stock until after Chinese New Year. Mm. Yes. And then, so what? What does it tell you? Mm. First, of course, the disruption of COVID, uh, logistics disruption, supply chain disruption because of COVID. Yeah. Uh, uh, increase of pricing is another one hmm. um, by a lot of brands um, recently because of logistic costs uh, that have increased uh, over the last two years. You know, uh, shipping and all that has increased uh, tremendously. So that actually, the, the cost of uh, logistics actually being transferred to the end user, the, to the retail price. Hmm. So um, everything has, uh, the price for almost everything has gone up uh, for electricals. At least that was something that I encountered yesterday. And then, uh, most importantly, is there's no stock because they said, oh, because um, lesser products coming into the country yeah. and because of the flood, everybody is buying up everything. Yep. Yeah. So imagine the amount of people being affected mm. due to the flood causing a shortage of washing machine and fridges in the market. So all these are money. Who, who has so much money to, to buy three new appliances at the same time? Mm. At least three, right? If, mm. you, if your house has been flooded. Mm. So there's no answer to this. Yes, you can take out your, some of your EPS money to procure. But let me say this. For people or for families who have, who have to unfortunately uh, withdraw their EPS funds to buy electrical appliances. We don't talk too far about somebody getting married, somebody want to buy a new house. We talk about appliances. Yep. That would mean that they don't have cash in hand. Mm. That would mean that they do not have savings in hand that they can liquidate at any time. Mm -hmm. And how do you want to go and tell such families who are struggling to buy, to replace a washing machine or to re replace a fridge in their kitchen and we tell them you need to be investing your money. You need to be saving harder. You need to you need to take up a smart financing courses. You cannot tell them things like that because they are already struggling to live. Right, and it's not but, not applicable at that particular point in time because yes. of the emergencies, yeah, that have propped up. Yes. Okay, but, but then but again, yeah, again for families like that, the amount of money they have in the EPF is also very little. I mean, very little, maybe like just not more than 10000 in the entire account. Okay, so what is the so, way out of this situation as you've d described, Yinsin? That's the key. Okay. Way forward, yeah. Depending on which hat I decide to put on, there are two hats that I can put on. If I want to be a politician, I will say something that you like to listen and you will feel good. I will say, withdraw first, I will take care of you later. Withdraw first, government will think of a way to help you later. Hmm. It then that's when I wear a politician hat because I need to say things to make you feel good. But if I am the finance minister, taking a finance uh, taking a perspective as an economist and a financier mm -hmm. or a banker, mm -hmm. I will say, no, 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 you cannot touch your EPF money. That is life-saving money. Mm. Cannot touch. Irregardless. Mm. But you don't like to hear that. You will say, you want me to die? Right? Mm. So it all depending on who is saying this, who is the target audience, and what's the emotional state during that time. 
Mm-hmm. So there, there's really no straight answer to this. It all depending on who you're talking to and who are you. Right. So <laughs> uh, it's it's perspective, right? Uh, at yeah. the end of the day, is it are we talking about the, the the unfortunate victims of the floods, for example, or talking about just the people who were not affected by the floods, but generally affected by the COVID, like mm-hmm. uh, you and I both, and uh, many of the other listeners. Uh, not an easy uh, question, but um, I would say that the finance ministry has decided correctly, would you say, uh, in the, the recent um, uh, announcement or statement by our finance minister? I would say the finance minister has made a very responsible statement. Hmm. He has made a responsible statement uh, from the perspective of a financier, as a banker, as an economist, although what he said may not be popular. Hmm. But... Um, taking away political consideration of how to make people happy, I think he said the right thing. Mm. To, to objectively speaking, and not taking any sides, right. I think he is saying the right thing. So that's why earlier I said, depending on who you are and who you are talking to. Yeah. Uh, with that, right? Assuming uh, the worst case scenario, right? Moving into the future, just for uh, uh, you know theoretical discussion's sake, right? What do you? What is going to be the consequence of not having savings uh, for retirement now on the local uh, economy, economical perspective? Uh, you know, we've got the aging population going to a certain stage. Let's say in fifteen years from now. And they realize, oh, okay, we just don't have enough in the EPF. What's going to happen to the economy then? There are a few a few things that we can consider. Um, for people who, who frequent Singapore, um, I mean, let me share my experience. I remember seeing 70-year-old uncle and auntie working as cleaners in Changi Airport. Hmm. I saw that with my own eyes before COVID, of course. Mm. And that, what does that tell you? That would tell you that that phenomena actually told um, you know um, told me that old folks in Singapore may not have enough savings to mm. sit at home and retire. Mm. That's why they are working. They could say they are killing time, they want to do some exercise, or they become cleaners or whatever, but at the end of the day, I believe that they need to continue working to make ends meet. Mm. And when somebody doesn't have enough savings to sit at home and retire and do nothing and not be economically productive, that would mean that they need to work. Mm. Whether they become part of the cottage industry to pluck chili or to Mm. do whatever, I don't know, but Mm. at least... Um, it would mean that they have to do something to put food on their own table. Mm. That is one way out. But what what would the uh, so the other side of the coin is that for governments and for younger generation like us would be we have to be prepared for the government to allocate more budget in social services, in public health care, because when a person begins to age, there will be more illnesses. They need more healthcare support. And if they do not have enough savings to go to private medical healthcare, or they do not have insurance, private medical insurance, that would mean that they will then fall back to the public healthcare services. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it will be a bill that you and I will be footing um, over, the last 15, uh, for, over the next 15 years, 15 mm. to 20 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you, how, how likely would you see this? Uh, we already have the, 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 the fact that, you know, obviously the, 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 uh, the lifespan right, is increasing. 
right, mm-hmm. um, from now uh, and into the next uh, 10, 15 years or so. So we've got that definitely we have a higher percentage of uh, the aging or the, the elderly, right, as Malaysia is moving towards an aging population overall. So we know that for sure. Uh, how certain are we that in your perspective, right, from an economic sense that, that what you just said basically will be reality, isn't it? Mm. Mm. In terms that of, you know, there will that, be yeah. the, the economy will be affected. There will be more budgets and expenditure, expenditure towards actually taking care of the elderly. Mm. Mm-hmm. Correct. And when people get older, um, if they cannot afford a car, that will mean that they need to rely more on public transport. Mm. So public transport, public health care, elderly care, um, all this will need to be spent more um, mm. based on annual budget, you know, the things that we talk about every year. Mm. So in the past, we not only need to spend a lot more on education, but healthcare is going to be a huge sector that is going to take up, um, you know, um, the expenditure budget. Mm-hmm. And in summary, mm-hmm. right, because we're fast running mm-hmm. out of time, as always with discussions with you, Yinsin, what's the best way forward? I think for younger people, if you can save up more and spend less, do so. Okay. Don't think that because you are 25, you have another 40 golden years to make money because you never know what's going to happen down the line. Mm. Uh, your family members may suddenly need your support. You may, you know, if uh, things don't go, go down well, you may be retrenched suddenly because businesses are closing down. So uh, get ready for all sorts of uncertainties that you may not foresee today. So that's for young people. For the middle-aged people with families to run, try to cut down on expenses. Mm. You know, very simple example. Instead of buying a two ringgit nasi lemak for everybody for breakfast and you spend 12 ringgit on nasi lemak, the nasi lemak bungkus per day, mm. maybe ask your wife to start frying mihun. Mm. Mihun only costs you 250 per packet. Per packet. With right. One packet, you can mm. feed the entire family already. Mm. You know, so maybe you do things more on your own mm. and uh, less outsourcing by paying for people to do it for mm. you. Mm. Um, you know, when, they, when you go out to dine, uh, you know, maybe um, cut down on the beverages order. Uh, for guys, if I mean, of course, this is very gender biased. The way I, I say it mm-hmm. is that for men who smoke, of course, there are, there are also female who smoke. Mm. So for smokers, maybe you want to cut down on smoking. It's good for your health, mm. you know. Um, so you spend less in you know later years uh, for healthcare, and also uh, you know then you can cut back on your um, cigarette expenditure right now, and mm. then it can contribute to your savings, and it can contribute to um, buying a new laptop for your son, mm. you know things like that. So you you really need to be more creative and. Of course, I, I believe that lifestyle changes. You do some changes in your lifestyle, you will be able to squeeze money out of um, you know every little pocket um, of your life. Mm. Yeah. So, in other words, uh, be conservative when it comes to spending, y- right? Yes, be wise and, and wise la, where where you actually spend and so on. Yeah? Uh, yeah. which is, I think, one of the most fundamental things <laughs> when it comes to yeah, human you, behavior. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you really don't have to buy a new iPhone every two years or mm, every year. Absolutely, yeah. Really. For sure. Yeah, you don't have to chase that trend, yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much uh, for coming on board with us. And uh, just a quick thanks as well to uh, Patricia Lim, Surya Mutu, Sam, Peter, uh, as well as James, Arthur, Lee Man Hui, right, for your little quick shout-outs on Facebook Live as well. Didn't quite get to your questions. Uh, but uh, running out time now and a big thanks to Ng Yin Sin founder and CEO of Create for being with us today for the special face-to-face segment. Thank you Yin Sin. Thank you so much Kong Yu. You take care. Have a nice day. Stay safe yeah. Yes you too. Yep. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Wrapping up this edition of Face to Face. Up next, brief news updates sharp at noon before heading into the afternoon two hours of today's Momentum. Stay tuned. Good morning. 
That's all the time we have for today's Face to Face. We'll be back next week with your host speaking to the panelists discussing interesting topics. Join us next week, Face to Face, exclusively on Tracks FM. 